0: Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of Interesting Stuff. The podcast is about nothing and really has nobody. Uh, Sorry, it's been a little bit of a delay as we're talking now. I went to uh, Arkansas. We had a family thing up there and uh, left for that on Thursday. Got back this morning and then immediately after that I had to go take a COVID test because i'm doing a sleep study night because i cannot sleep i'm getting old cannot sleep it sucks so i'm actually heading towards the birmingham va hospital to go do my sleep study as we speak but you know other than that been a good couple of weeks actually been busy as hell and uh You know, just wanted to reach out and do a little podcast real quick and tell everybody, you know, I'm still alive. I hadn't quit doing the podcast yet. I'm just busy as hell. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody's been doing good. It was a good time, though, up there in Arkansas. You know, saw some uh, family members hadn't seen in a long time. And I don't know how good the sound quality is going to be, but I'm going to have to sit this thing down here. Hopefully it'll pick up. But um had to go down there and like said, I'm <clears throat> sorry I'm driving and turning and all this other shit. But uh went up there, did a family thing. You know, we've had shoot four deaths I think since April in the family. So my grandmother turned eighty-seven on August fourth, and uh, you know, She wanted to go see, and she's not in great health right now. We think, uh, we know, you know, obviously her heart's not good. She had a couple of heart attacks uh, a few years ago. Uh, She's got, what a congestive heart failure. She's diabetic. Uh, She's got a couple other things wrong with her. And, um, you know, naturally, you never know when somebody hits that age and they're in that kind of health if there's going to be a next time to go see, you know, family and all that stuff. And that's where she, you know, grew up was Pocahontas, Arkansas. Her brother still lives in Jonesboro. We still have some family up in that area. And uh, we had some family come down from St. Louis on the forest side of the family, you know, just to, you know, see her because they hadn't met her yet. And uh, they wanted to see her. They wanted to meet her. You know, get to know her a little bit. Hear some stories about, you know, their great-grandfather who she remembers. You know, she was uh, pretty close to him. And, uh, you know, then she wanted to see, you know, the area that she grew up in and tell stories and all that stuff. So, it was fun. I mean, it's like uh, from here, about a six, seven-hour drive, me and my mom... My grandmother, of course, and my wife went up there and uh, you know, had a good time, drove around the old areas, you know, listen to her tell stories. She's uh, she's starting to get dementia a little bit. We don't know if it's dementia or Alzheimer's, but she's showing signs, you know, the memory's just not there. You know, we took her out and she couldn't remember going out. You know, she couldn't remember any of that stuff, so I mean, you know, that part was, was pretty, that part sucks. You never know, that's one thing, I mean, I knew, I learned this a long time ago, but the past, you know, four months have really sank in the lesson that, you know, you never know how long you got, people. You never know, you you just don't know. You can talk to somebody, literally one day and the next day they're gone. And, uh, got to appreciate them while they're here. So if you guys have family, friends that you don't get talks, talk to or see on the regular, reach out to them, talk to them, you know, if there's old, you know, bullshit, squash it, get it done. Cause they're not going to be here forever. One of you is going to die eventually and you don't want to die with that kind of weight on your shoulders. You just don't in the missed opportunities, you know, but yeah, anyway, we had a great trip up there. You know, my grandmother had fun. She got to tell stories, see where she grew up at, you know, see the graves, you know, of all our family members and stuff like that. And I tell you, you know, you get to looking around and you start noticing how many of your former family slash friends are in the cemetery as opposed to being above ground, really makes you think, really makes you think hard. really makes you prioritize stuff differently. And uh, that trip did a lot of good, I think, for for everybody. Number one, we gotta spend time together. You know, number two, and we did it safe, you know, we didn't go out in the crowds. Everybody, you know, has been tested. You know, nobody was COVID positive. And, you know, went out in public the few times that we did, like, to get gas and stuff like that. Wear a mask. Wash your hands off. You know, do the best you can, you know, to stay as safe as possible from it. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. Everybody got to spend time together. It was well worth it. Uh, on the trip up there, and my mom was one driving. She got this crazy idea. They're driving up to uh, Dyersburg, Tennessee, and going over the Mississippi River there as opposed to going over Memphis would only add like an hour to the drive. Well, that's wrong because that adds about three hours round trip to the drive. So mom don't like drive after dark. And of course, we're going up there. You got an 87-year-old lady... She's going to have to go to the bathroom more than once. And she's going to have to stop and eat, you know, do all that stuff. So between the bathroom breaks and, you know, pulling into a little restaurant, getting some takeout and going over to a park and eating it, you know, that ate up probably a a good hour there between all the bathroom breaks and, you know, eating and stuff like that probably tied up more than an hour. So the drive from my house to uh, Memphis is about eh, five hours or so. I live like in the central east side of the state. So to get from my house to Memphis, probably about five, five and a half hours. To get to Jonesboro, probably about six, six and a half hours. The drive took us about 10 hours. By the time we got Dyersburg, <clears throat> Mom was just like, I ain't driving no more. Because my mom's got this thing. She will not ride with anybody. So, we get up there. It's getting close to dark. Mom's like, screw it, we're going to get a hotel room. You know, you, you and your wife get one. Me and Nana get one. Okay, cool. So, we got a hotel room. Took the drive in, you know, the next morning. Finished the drive and all that stuff. and Got to my Aunt Kathy's house. and You know, hung out there and so my grandmother to her brother's house and she spent Friday and Saturday night <clears throat> with her brother you know hanging out with him and uh, you know him and his wife really didn't want a crowd over there and you can't blame them with everything that's going on and they're in their 70s now you can't blame anybody for not wanting a crowd so we didn't have a crowd of people over there I got talked to, talk to him for a couple of minutes that's about it and uh, you know then we get done and while she's over there, you know, we went to uh, my mom's best friend's house. Uh, I'm her name's Kathy and, uh, we stayed there, you know, and, uh, mom and her spent time together and, you know, it was just, it was nice. And then, uh, you know, in between our forest cousins had, you know, rented a house over there. It's a really cool house too, man. I mean, this house. You know, I I don't know what the setup on it is. It looks like it's basically like three living units in this one house. It's in a nice little area. It's got a little courtyard with a little swimming pool and stuff. I mean, the house is sweet. They rented it, you know, for I forgot how much, one very much even to rent it, you know, for the day, for the few days they were down there. And I'm telling you, dude, it was sweet. I, I would buy that house tomorrow, but you know, we spent some time over there with them me and uh one of my cousins she's big into genealogy and history so we sat there and compared notes on different family members and everything it was it was a lot of fun and then of course sunday we went pick nana up and you know drove her around you know where she grew up at and you know my cousin that's big into history was with us so you know she got to hear a bunch of old stories and stuff like that about you know Relatives that she's heard of, but she didn't know firsthand. So it was a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun doing that. And uh, I know I'm boring the hell out of y'all. It's hard to do a podcast when you're driving. You know, you got road and you got like people who are next to me playing some kind of crappy fucking music. And um, you got to pay attention to the road, of course. But I wanted to get something put on tape, you know, so that I could do a podcast and release one this week and you guys kind of knew what was going on all that stuff but anyways you know we drive around back in the old area where she grew up at now you got to think back in them days this is farming country it's on the delta and uh, back in those days every 40 acres you had you know a family had a house they were uh, what you called uh, tenant farmers not sharecroppers And the difference between a sharecropper and tenant farmer is sharecroppers strictly labor. You know, they work directly for the farm. They, you know, handle their little area, you know, do all the work and they get paid for it. A tenant farmer actually rents a section of land from the landowner, usually about 40, 80 acres, something like that. And uh, the way it worked was You were responsible for your own seed, your own machinery, your own labor, and, you know, harvesting the crops and all that stuff. And if you had to hire labor, you had to pay that out of your pocket. Well, at crop time, you took everything you had, you sold it. 25% of that went back to the landowner. The other 75% was yours. And, uh, you know, some people did pretty decent at it. Some people didn't. That's why you had so many kids back then. You had to have people working, work on the uh, farm, you know, work in the fields. <clears throat> and, you know, that required, it was very, I mean, when you're chopping and picking cotton and doing all that stuff like they were doing, man, that's labor intensive and you've gotta have all hands on deck. So I think my great-grandmother had five or six kids Uh, She married my step-great-grandfather who had two or three kids, I don't remember, that were alive. You know, back then he had a high mortality rate too for, you know, children. But anyways, uh, all that got done and everything else. But you know, that area back there used to be split into communities. You know, like every couple of miles you would have like a community school literally every two miles got yeah, to school because they figured you know two miles was enough to walk to go to school and uh so you had a lot of different communities up in there you know like crystal lake and or clear lake and uh, uh Bristow, shannon all these little communities that no longer exist because of the advent of modern machinery modern farming did away with the need for you know all these communities all these people and all these schools so you've got whole communities that used to exist out there on, you know, the delta in this farmland that are no longer there. They're all gone. And uh, you don't have a lot left of them, unfortunately. You've got house places. You can tell where a house used to be here and there and stuff like that, you know, by the trees that are still standing and, you know, stuff like that. But as far as, like, any actual buildings or anything left, there's really nothing left of that area. And it's a shame, you know, that... Those little communities are all gone now, and most people don't even remember them. I mean, they still show up on a map sometimes, you know, but no one really knows anything about them, you know, how they started, where they got their names from, you know, any of that stuff. Nobody knows that anymore. You know, none of the houses, none of the structures are there anymore, so I mean, it's just, it's it's really sad. It really is, but you know, when you get somebody older like that, to go through that area with you and tell you the stories and, you know, point out the places where like your great-grandfather and your great-grandmother or your great-uncle, your great-aunt, you know, or your great-great-grandfather. I mean, we went up there, there's a little area called Hoover's Landing. I have no idea who it was named for. No one does, but at Hoover's Landing, you know, if you're standing on the Walnut Ridge-Manson community, side of the river and look towards the Pocahontas side right there across Hoover's Landing was some land that my great-grandfather Dover bought in conjunction with his father-in-law which would have been great-great-grandfather forced. They bought that land together and you know, I don't know what happened you know, have no idea that would have been right before the Depression hit So my bet is, you know, they must have lost it. Uh, I don't know. I know my great-grandfather Dover died when he was 51 from miners' consumption. uh, And he was buried in Nolan, Arkansas. There's another funny story there. When they did his tombstone, they hired this guy to do it, right? And the dude, basically it's a piece of concrete, and he carved in it, you know, the essentials, the name... date of birth and when he died. Well, he spelled died D-I-D-E on the tombstone. That tombstone's still there. And one of these days when I get a site for the podcast, which I need to do, I'm gonna, you know, post some pictures of that up there and you know, it's just some really interesting stuff. You know, no pun intended. It's not a play on words for the name of the podcast. But It was fun, you know, going up there, and I met, you know, some of the cousins, cousins, you know, on that forest side for the first time. Uh, You know, I'm not going to name their names because, you know, they probably don't want to be blasted out there in public, but it was really cool to meet them because, like I said, I don't know them, and to be able to meet them and, you know, hang out with them and, you know, kind of get to know them a little bit was really cool, and, you know, I guess at the end of the day, family really is all you got. Family don't have to be blood. Family can can be close friends. It can be, you know, whatever you want it to be. But there is something to be said for people who actually share, you know, your bloodline. And meeting them <clears throat> and being able to talk to them and get to know them a little bit, you know. That's part of who you are. None of people remember that these days. Everybody gets caught up in their own stuff we all do you know there's a lot of my cousins and you know relatives like that that i barely communicate with it's not because i don't like them it's because life happens and you get busy and you forget and you mean to call but you don't well if there's anything the past four months has taught me it's to not take it for granted that they're going to be there ...and to make the time to get a hold of them... ...make the time to go pay a visit to them... ...make the time to... ...you know... ...spend some time with them... ...because they ain't going to be there forever... ...they're going to be gone eventually... ...and when they're gone... ...they don't come back... ...unfortunately they just don't... ...it's the way it is... ...so... ...I don't know if any of this means anything to anybody... ...I don't know if any of you... ...you know think this is fun or boring or, you know, whatever, let me know. Email me at interestingstuffpodcast that's all one word. gmail.com Tweet me at caesarpodcast C-A-E-S-A-R podcast on Twitter. Let me know what you think about it. Thanks to everybody who listens and puts up with my being as sporadic as I am, thanks to those who reach out and give me feedback, it means a lot, it really does. And, um, you know, as I come through Birmingham and the infamous haunted Sloss Furnace to my left, right here, for those of you who are into the paranormal, look up Sloss Furnace, S L O S S Furnace, in Birmingham, Alabama. Just look it up, man. And uh, it's really, really cool. It really is. Even if you don't, even, even if you're not a believer in the supernatural, it's still a really cool place to, you know, look up and read about and learn about. really teaches you a lot. Sloss's history is the history of Birmingham. You know, Sloss and all the different, you know, refineries and, you know, places like that are what made Birmingham, Alabama, period. as you can tell my wife beeped in sorry about that driving yeah you got that's when everybody decides to call you is when you're busy doing something my wife's good she's at home she was just calling me to you know wish me a good night and all that stuff because she knows i'm about to go do this uh sleep study so yeah but anyways um Thanks to everybody who listens and, you know, interacts and all that stuff on the podcast. And I promise you guys, I'm going to start bringing more content out. I know I say that so often and I just don't do it, you know. And there's no excuse where I can make up excuses, but there's none. But for those of you who still listen and who still follow and who still, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, blah, 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 whatever, man, I I really do appreciate y'all, it's, doing this is therapeutic, man, that's why I do it, it's fun, it's therapeutic, and it gives me something to do, that's the only reason I do it, and the day all of you tell me that you don't want to hear it anymore, and you have no interest in it, it's the day I'm going to quit, no, I won't, I'll keep doing it, because I like it, but anyways, I'm almost to the VA, I got a fun old sleep study ahead of me. I don't know what the hell that entails. Never done one before. But hopefully it'll help me be able to sleep. And everything will be good. And later in the week, you'll probably get two this week. I've got a couple of buddies of mine on uh, Twitter who are big Cardinal fans. And we've been meaning to get together for a few weeks and do a podcast. I think they'd be a blast to do one with it's just timing. Timing's always been our thing. Seems like every time we get ready to do something lately, it's been me that's had something come up. But hopefully, we'll be able to link up this week. And if so, we're going to do an episode on the St. Louis Cardinals and baseball in general, which I think you guys are going to really enjoy if you're a baseball fan, especially if you're a Cardinals fan. These are two very knowledgeable fans, good dudes. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to get that done. And... What I'm also going to do is I'm going to go and revisit the Apocalypse podcast because it just sounded flat to me. I did not enjoy it. It was not fun. I am most likely going to delete it and do the whole damn thing over because when I listened to it, it just did not seem like something I would want to listen to. And that's what I judge it off of. And this is something for all you people out there. If you're gonna do a podcast, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, you know, here's a little tip, trick for you. Talk about stuff you're interested in. Talk about stuff you're knowledgeable about. That's the key thing right there. Be knowledgeable about your subject matter. Talk about stuff that you know something about. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, you can do the greatest podcast ever in your opinion, and somebody's gonna fucking hate it for whatever reason. You're always gonna have people out there don't like what you do. You're always gonna have people that have snide little comments and critiques and shit like that. Dude, just do your podcast, do your own thing. There's gonna be somebody else out there that likes it. You know? You might not get to the size, you know, of the really big podcasters out there, but let's face it, who the hell really does? If you enjoy doing it and you're interested in the subject matter, do it. And to hell with what anybody else says or thinks or does or whatever. Doesn't matter. But anyways, till next week, be smart, be safe, don't do stupid shit, and I will holler at you later.